0: This is crazy now. With all the toxins in the water, they affect hormonal development. There are phthalates in the water. So then people become a little bit afraid of tap water. And so what are they, where do they turn? Plastic. Yeah, right here. The plastic bottles, right? Ooh.
1: Welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason
2: Preston, and the lovely bride. I get an introduction today? Not today. Oh, okay. (laughs) Go ahead. I guess I'm on your good side
1: now. You're getting there. You're getting there. This is Alexia Preston. Nice to meet you. How are we doing? Nice to meet you. You're looking good. (laughs) And uh, today, we got a pretty great show. We always have good shows, don't we? Excellent, yes. I think so. I would agree. But we have great people. So today is a, is a, is a interesting one because this is something that's my mom ever since I was young has always been like, don't drink the water, don't drink the water. And I always thought she was a little paranoid, but um, it got to a point where I started, you know, kind of started laying off water because I started being concerned about what's in there. And, uh, you know, I mean, you think about how much water we drink and you especially look at what's going on in the world right now. Everybody is getting cancer. Everybody's, you know, hormones are messed up. Boys are girls. Girls are boys. I mean, it's like. It just makes you wonder what in the world's in the water, and I kind of think, well, guess what? We're in Utah, so of all the states, we're in the mountains. Get you know snow with reservoirs. We got all the all the snow we had this year. So I'm like, we should be having some really clean water, you'd think. And uh,
2: and you're from New York. Yeah, we make you, it, the best bagels because of our water. Yeah, and I your water's got to be horrible. Oh, it turns you into mutants, though. Yeah, that's why New Yorkers are all freaks. Excuse you. Politically. Oh, okay. Not, not good, that type of freak. Good, good qualifying <laughs> statement. Maybe that type of freak too. <laughs> Depends on uh, the New Yorker
1: or part of New York. So, anyways, we digress. We digress. Uh, but the but the water is a huge issue, and so t- today we are going to this. This is something that uh, this this show will go because it should, because we're going to talk
2: about what's in y- the water here in Utah. I remember seeing uh, Aaron Brockovich. I mean, it's not a fictional story. It's a real-life story of what happened, and we could talk about that a little bit today. But that was, I guess, my wake-up call to maybe our water
1: Well, I'm going to say this. Prepare to have your mind blown, because as is everything, all, all our shows, we always think everything's good in Utah, and you're like, are you kidding me? And I will tell you, We've got a we've got a team here. We're going to see in just a second that uh, they research water, and uh, they're going to compare Utah's water to other states' water, and uh, the standards in Utah versus everywhere else. And all of a sudden, you're going to be like, ah, maybe we should not be drinking the water here. And I will tell you, just to, you know, we actually found out about these guys a little while ago while we during the campaign. Heard 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 their story about the water here, and we're like, you know what, we can't do this. So well, just actually, disclaimer: we actually used their water.
2: Well, actually, I, I have a better story of how we met them. We had just gotten off. stage. Are you going to
1: really digress? Yeah,
2: it's an important story. Right, we had just gotten off stage uh, for Dr. David Martin when we had him here in town, which was an amazing event. And I was parched. I was so thirsty. And this angel came down from heaven and handled handed me a red water bottle. I don't remember doing that. It wasn't you. Oh. <laughs> and it was the most delicious water I've ever had in my that, life. That is true.
1: She was I, talking about the water for and I'm like, hey babe, what do you use? just and the, water. And
2: then she disappeared for, like, months on end. I said, I got to find this water lady. She was amazing. So I had, to, I had to find the red bottle lady. And long story short.
1: The red bottle lady is here. We'll we introduce her in so just okay. a second. But first, <laughs> make sure you're following us on all our social media. Yes. Uh, I, know, I know a lot of people are on YouTube. It's only a matter of time before they get shut down. So follow us on Rumble. Uh, we Are The People UT. Same thing for Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the main podcasts. We're on all of them. We Are The People UT. Also, make sure you're following our Instagram. Uh, that's where we have the most content. And that is, again, We Are The People UT. And then, obviously, YouTube is uh, We Are The People Radio. And without be, that being said, this episode is brought to you by InnaVive. And a what? InnaVive, <laughs> the water research firm and you're going to learn about Ennevive today
2: uh, but why don't you Alexia introduce our guests excellent so our famous red bottle lady and husband is Trent and Teresa Spafford so thanks for joining us today welcome um, to the show hello. thank you thank good you to be for here having us so founder and CEO of Ennevive <laughs> and uh, Trent actually started in the water industry at age 15 so just a few years ago uh, founded Enaviv in 2017 as a water research firm, he is known as the Aquaman. Oh, very cool. Dun, dun, dun. And what is your superpower?
0: I transform water.
2: Oh, very okay. cool. <laughs> uh, married in 2011, they have four kids, and they live in Alpine. And they're patriots. And they're most patriots. important. That's all I gotta do. They're patriots. That's Th- that's they're right. awesome. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Well, welcome to so the show. Much. Thank you. And to be so, clear,
0: I'm not the uh, the water lady. I'm not the the that's her. That's yes. Teresa. Oh water, well,
2: she introduced you that way, though. Water angel is what I think I said.
3: I'll take but. that all <laughs> day. I'll take the water Eat angel. Eat the mic.
2: All right, so there we go.
1: <laughs> what do you got? Let's 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 talk Dive about the in. water.
0: Yeah. So uh, you started off a minute ago about you know how how is Utah's water compared to other places in the country, and I get asked this question a lot, right? Uh, and I would say that. Our water here in Utah is some of the worst water in the country. Uh, in certain categories, uh, it's better in some areas, a few, uh, but man, we got some real issues uh, in water. And and the misunderstanding is, you know, the, the water like we've got all this snowmelt coming down off a massive right. record year of snow, and uh, that water is all coming downhill. And and so when that snow fell from the cloud, any pollution in the air. And we live in this big bowl and we have some of the worst air quality at times in the entire world on planet earth. We have some of the worst air. So as the water falls in the snow, as it precipitates down in rain or snow, it's picking up particles of that pollution. And where does it end up? We all live where? In the ground. We all live downstream. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I guess we're trying to give China a run for their money.
0: That's right. We're beating them (laughs) in some categories. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that air quality, all that pollution from the air ends up in the water and then it runs down. And so we got a lot of water coming down that mountain right now. We are seeing flooding right now in Kaysville and Mm. Sugar House and, uh, you know, all over the place. It's going to get worse. Yeah, like
2: 1983.
0: mm -hmm, Worse. Worse than 83. And remember,
1: 1983 precedes 1984. (laughs) Very appropriate. Very appropriate. Very appropriate. Very. (laughs) History repeats itself.
0: (laughs) That's right. So so when the water runs down the, the rivers and the mountains, you know, it picks up particles, um, and that's called surface water. So any water that doesn't soak into the earth is called surface water. So rivers and bodies of lakes, like bodies of water, reservoirs, yep. reservoirs Utah Lake, Great Salt Lake. And um, so water dissolves and picks up little tiny microscopic particles of everything that it touches, Right. It's kind of like coffee, coffee brew. So when the water comes out over the, over the valleys, it percolates through the dirt and the soil, and anything in the dirt, anything in the soil dissolves very small particles into that water. So, and the reason that's significant, is we were talking about before the
1: show started, you know, I typically think of the, of the, the water we drink comes out of Deer Creek, comes out of the reservoirs, and that's all basically just you know snow that's melted. But what you're saying is the majority of our water is actually pulled from uh, underground uh, aquif- aquifers yep. and, and wells. Is that yep.
0: correct? Yeah, over ninety percent of Utah's water comes from deep well water, groundwater. So you have which surf- sounds
1: great. Well, water is great, <clears throat>
0: right? Yeah. right? Yeah, depending on where it's at. Sure.
1: So, but 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 so then the real question is. It's, it's great depending on what's in the filtration system that it goes through before you drink it.
2: Only as good as and, the ground.
1: And, and that's where I love what, what you guys do is, is you test the water. Yeah, we do. So, so you actually know what's in that water. Yeah. So to me, I think, oh, it's filtrated through the dirt, so that makes it all pure. But what you're saying is that's not not, not necessarily the case, and it's, and it's different here in Utah than other states. Correct.
0: Yeah. Well, and the geography of Utah is such that we live in a bowl – and so the mountains, the snowmelt comes down, and all the toxins over you know 200 years of being settled here now in, in Utah or 180 years, all these toxins that have accumulated on the topsoil when the water hits it, it dissolves these particles into the groundwater. So the water that we're getting out of the, out of the taps today from the ground may have fallen from the cloud 50 to 100 years ago. Really? Wow so we call this the toxic tsunami at Enaviv, we are educating people about this tsunami of toxins that are that is on its way diffusing and moving and migrating underneath underneath our feet so just like a massive tsunami when there's an earthquake you know like in Indonesia in 2004 it was right right around christmas time i remember waking up and seeing the tsunami just taking out you know all through indonesia and 250,000 people died like in three days, right? You cannot stop a tsunami. It's common no matter what. And you don't see it at first. So out, out, of, out in the ocean, it's just a little bit of a wave, but as it gets shallow, suddenly it builds all this momentum. So in Aviv, we are like that beacon. We're that beacon, that warning system out in, and they have, because of all these tsunamis, they've deployed early detection systems with these buoys these buoys out there will determine the rise and, and, and they can determine if there's a tsunami coming. Well, Enaviv, we are that buoy. And we have been sounding the alarm of what is happening in the water supply for decades. So that's really our main focus, is that we we are warning people about this toxic tsunami that has been diffusing for decades underneath the ground. And it's just now starting to hit the shore. And, so...
1: So yeah, tell us what is what's in the water. Then. What are we what should people know? What are they con- should be the concerned about? Man,
0: where do we start? Where do <laughs> we start? I know you
1: you have some pretty awesome graphs and you have you know, some pretty cool charts that shows this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, let me let me just say this: that you know, once when if you're on high ground, and you see the tsunami, I feel like it's my responsibility to warn everybody that's down on the beach. Okay. But people are just you know, oh, the water's fine. Look at. You know, and there were a lot of people that were killed on the beach, but more people were killed in those tsunamis once it hit land. It's too late, you know. So I'm, that's what we're doing is we're warning people about some of these issues in the water supply right now. So, I mean, we can, we can go down so many different let's rabbit go. holes. But let's – got to really kind of jump back um, to 1974. Okay. And I've got a little graphic here that I'm going to play um, but in 1974, we have to determine, you know, what is legal and what is safe. So in 1974, Congress, right? You ran for Congress? Yep. I voted for you. Good man. I was a delegate. That's why we like you. Yep.
1: We,
3: we, we voted. Yep.
0: Yes. We love your cause. We love what you guys stand for. That's why we're here on the show today. I love, love that you guys are patriots. Absolutely. Um, so we have to go back to 1974 when Congress took – uh, the, and finally passed the Safe Drinking Water Act. So here it is, right? The People's House, all 50 states, finally got together through so much debate and so much arbitration and technical and the EPA and blah, 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 and they finally passed uh, the ni- in 1974. But what was legal in 1974? Smoking. You could smoke anywhere in the country. You could smoke in an airplane in 1974. It was legal. Those were good, Those were good times. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: Well, I remember even seeing advertisements that you know it was good for your health, especially if you're pregnant too. Yeah, 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 right. (laughs) Smoking it, extra oxygen, good for the baby. (laughs) That's how we got where we are today. Yeah, and so I grew up. Shouldn't have smoked. That was the problem. Oh, your mom. Did your mom smoke too? Never. Not your mom. Well, God
0: bless my mother. She smoked. Maybe weed, my mom. No, I don't think so either. Oh,
2: let's edit that out. All All right, keep going. Let's go. That's about so, mom smoking weed. Let's keep going. Yeah, so, like, mom's going to kill you. <laughs> so She's so,
1: never inhaled. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You and Bill. You and Bill. My uh, mom. My mom, Bill. not me. Oh. Yeah.
0: I'm talking about me. which are you talking about my mom. Sorry, Mom. mom. <laughs> so my point is, though, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that are legal, but it doesn't mean that they're safe. Right. And so it is with water. Literally, I compare, because I grew up with a mom who smoked my whole life. I I knew that. And she finally quit a few years before she passed away a couple of years ago. But in 1974, as this says, there were 41 toxins found in tap water that increased the rates of cancer, infertility, and many diseases. So Congress finally took these 41 toxins, and they determined what is the maximum contaminant level goal. What's the goal? So here's zero. And the goal might not be zero. You might be able to withstand some of the some levels of toxins uh, of a particular toxin, and so they establish what is the goal. And so, here's zero. They studied animals, right? They because they don't do human studies on babies, right, or moms that are pregnant. So they study all these mice. It's usually rats and mice. And so they determined a certain level of toxicity that a single dose to a rat would kill 50% of the population. So they would take a hundred rats and they would inject them all with a single dose of let's say arsenic. Right. And as soon as half of that, half of that group of mice died, that became the goal level for humans because we're a lot bigger. And so, but that's not what we get. So what we get is not the goal level water of, of a toxin. We get what they call the maximum contaminant level and so we have, we have the goal level, and then way up here, we have these goal or these maximums because of cost and feasibility. And I'm reading a book right now, and we can pull up a graphic on this, but it's called Troubled Waters. Mm. And it's the third time I've read it, and it just blows my mind at the depth uh, that this author, that I can't remember his name right now, but it was amazing how he gets into the depth of you know, how these levels were established in 1974. But it was all about the money. It's all about feasibility. And, right. and we should not expect okay, a water municipality to send, send us purified water. It's not even feasible. 90% of the water they make will never go in a home. So we were talking about that. First of all, we're a groundwater state. The vast majority of the water, only about 5% of the water in Utah, comes from a lake or a surface, the surface water. So 90% of it comes from deep deep well water, 95%. And then once the water treatment plant gets it, only about 90% of that water will ever go on a home. So the rest, that 90% is for commercial irrigation, fire hydrants, car washes, big industry, Facebook, NSA, like these big companies who use a lot of water for cooling stations and everything else, like millions of gallons of water a day.
1: So they cannot- i be curious how much the NSA goes through.
0: Uh, they're estimating about a million a day. A million, a million gallons, gallons a day. Really? Yeah.
2: But we're in a drought.
0: Yeah.
1: Well,
2: that, that's another conversation.
1: Yeah. But I'd be, I would be very interested in the correlation between the the reservoirs being low and the water underground. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, that's because that's the thing is oh, you got to stop using the water because the reservoirs are, are low. And we had a show with Chelsea. If you haven't seen the show on the water with Chelsea, um, you need to watch that because that talks about how they've been manipulating. the the reservoirs. But anyways, that's another conversation unless you have an answer on that, because I would be very interested in the correlation between low reservoirs and low water that we're actually using, which is the underground water, which is very different, is very different, but they don't want to talk about that. Let's go on.
0: Yeah. So, so when we look at the maximum contaminant level, they're measured in parts per billion. So a one part per billion is about one drop of water in an Olympic sized swimming pool. That's not much. No. Okay. And so, but that's, those are the sizes of particles that they usually look at is parts per billion. Okay. But then in 1970, from 1974 to 1996, they got, they went from 41 toxins up to 91 regulated toxins. So they're moving in the right direction. But then Congress gave it over to the EPA in 1996. They said, we're done. It's like, it's like playing football. I played football in college, high school, and if, the, if water is the football and the quarterback was Congress, Congress was handling the water and they said, you know what? We're done. And they handed that football, water, the water football off to the EPA and they fumbled and they never recovered. They've yet to, to regulate a single toxin in the water supply since they were given authority to do so since 1996 And so they're, they're totally failing us. And so today there are over 85,000 toxins used in the United States. 91 of them are regulated. Enforcement by the EPA is lacking. So water municipalities can, can be fined. And that's some for some, it's like, well, that's the cost of doing business. We have no other source of water. So they they can and they know how to manipulate that. And we're going to talk about a few specific toxins Excellent. here in a minute. Excellent. One of them is chromium six. So, okay. Charles, you yeah. you just you just said that uh, Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, Aaron Brockovich. The... Right. That whole movie was about chromium six. Chromium six. The goal level in California is 0. 0.02. There's no regulation still. That movie came out in 1999. And they've they had known about chromium six even before that.
2: You think they? people would be in an uproar about this and they would force some change.
0: Yeah. Those people in Hinkley, California, where that movie was kind of, it all happened from PG&E. It was an electric company, a power company, polluted the soil. They're still dealing with chromium six today. Their kids are still being affected. They're afraid to take a shower.
1: Well, it's going to be interesting as this keeps going, because we're going to find out that, uh, you know, just like people in in California should be in an uproar, so should people in Utah, yeah. and yet we're not either. And, and I think that's why, to me, this is important information to get out is is what's happening here in Utah. Well,
0: and, and Chromium-6 is now tested positive in every single water municipality. There are 18 municipalities in uh, Salt Lake County. All 18 have tested positive for Chromium-6 at varying levels. Interesting. There so wait, al- let's
3: pause for a second. Did everyone hear that? Like, the Chromium-6 Aaron Brockovich movie the, the chromium six is in utah's water
2: and for people that haven't seen aaron brockovich what what happened to the people in that town
0: uh premature um brain disorders uh they, premature death uh miscarriages cancer uh women having to have hysterectomies at like age 12 uh spinal bifida birth of, uh, it was it was horrible what happened in that and, and it's so, still happening still happening I yep. mean,
1: you look at the infertility problem in this country too. I mean, people have got to start asking questions. You know, where is this coming from? I mean, there is so many problems that are recently happening. Can all the cancers, infertility, and to me, there's a there is a direct correlation here to yeah. water. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go on.
0: So, so, but back up to this thing here: chromium six. Only one state in the entire country even has a an, an advisable uh, limit or a goal, a maximum contaminant level goal, and it's only California. Utah, it's not regulated. But in California, they've regulated it. So in Utah, there's no regulation. And so, again, what Teresa was but saying- But we're in the
1: mountains. What would they need to regulate here?
0: And I know you're going to get to that. But yeah, I mean, you
1: know what I mean? Why, why do we need to regulate? It's all, it's all mountains. We're, they don't yeah, mountains. all is well in all Zion. Is, yeah, nothing to regulate here.
0: Yeah, it's total, complete bull- <laughs> And so people, people think- because the mountain water no it gets me fired up people have got to wake up just like what your show is you know we the people right it's time to wake up and be honest and so i'm one of the few voices in the area that's willing to get passionate about it and call it out i love it so so we but we think oh the water is snow melt no 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 it's deep well water it's old water and it's, it's dissolved particles and it that are that are toxic well wait so, just
1: wait wait till he drops some bombs because we he's got some bombs about the water what's in our soil yeah so, let's so keep going
0: well so i'm trying to i'm trying to get through this so lead <laughs> lead is in the water right the thing with lead the goal level the safe level of lead exposure is zero so on the chart there followed up the maximum is zero but they don't do anything unless it goes above 15 parts per billion, even though the maximum contaminant level for lead is zero, the max is zero. Mm. Not just the goal, but the max, but they don't do anything and they call that an action level. And you look on Utah's water reports, we've looked at every single water report from each municipality and sometimes they're totally mislabeled. Mm. Sometimes it says that the goal level is 15 mislabeled. I've seen it on uh, Lehigh City's uh, water reports. And I've called them and said, you know what? You have mislabeled the public or you've misinformed the public. Eh, no big deal. Just blew you off. Huh? So that's lead. I mean, fluoride. We're so against fluoride. But, you know, when, so we do a research survey with people. And it's about 64% of people, when we ask, are you for, against, or undecided about fluoride being put intentionally right. into tap water supplies, they go, I'm undecided. I don't know if it's good or bad.
2: Well, it's because they go to their dentist and they're like, the, let me give you a fluoride treatment. Is that okay? If they even ask you. And it's like, oh, it's good for my health, fluoride.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's good for your teeth,
3: right? Well, they're going to ask you because they want to make money. Right. Because your fluoride rinse is 35 plus dollars for them to do it. So that's money mm. in their pocket. Yeah.
1: Right. Get them right. in the chair. It's well, the whole medical them. industrial complex. Yeah. You know, these companies pushing it on these dentists and on the doctors and they push it to us. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uranium, uranium is like plutonium, like it's radioactive t- isotopes. Uranium is legal up to 30 picuries per liter, per liter of uranium. But the EPA themselves says, zero is the safe level. There is no safe level of exposure to uranium, but it's allowed in the water. So out in Eagle Mountain, most people don't know that there's a ura- old uranium mine. If you keep going past Eagle Mountain up to the Ochre Mountain, right at the base, there's an old abandoned. They're they're out of business now, but they were mining uranium. Uranium is showing up re- at really high levels in Eagle Mountain.
2: Mm. And what could that do to you health-wise? What, what would that look like?
0: Uh, if you're exposed to any kind of radiation, uh-huh. any kind of radiation poisoning,
2: like Chernobyl,
0: Chernobyl, oh. yeah, so birth defects, miscarriages, cancers of every kind, and, and, and so that's just a few, but there's one here that is so mind blowing. I'm going to show you, or take pay close attention on this. Here, the absence of regulation does not mean that hundreds of other toxins are not in the tap water, they're just not looking, they're not testing. Mm. And it doesn't mean they're not there. The absence of toxicity d- does not mean that it's, it's absence because they're not looking. It's just that they're not looking.
2: Well, it's like what happened in uh, East Palestine in Ohio with the train derailments. And they say, oh, well, you know, it looks fine to us. Yeah, it was. that was very interesting to see how the government
1: and the, and the EPA handled that. That's very telling.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, well, they just didn't test for X, yeah. Y, and Z. Yeah.
0: So, and then the I want to, just one last thing on this, on this slide is that each one of these toxins are individually studied. Okay, so when they're looking at like what is the safe level of arsenic, Lehigh has extraordinarily high levels of arsenic in the water.
2: Like it's crazy. Why is that? Does they want to kill us. No, why? Why <laughs> is there
1: arsenic in the water? Where does that?
2: Come? It comes why, why from. It can...
0: comes from the water. From the, the 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 soil, rock will can dissolve arsenic, but also all the mining, Kennecott Copper Mine has really okay. high levels of arsenic. snake there are hot spots all over through Harriman South Jordan I mean again don't get me started on on um, on Kennecott copper mine that, that is a travesty that yeah. what has happened out there yeah I think and Mike Levitt, when he was the governor back in 1990 or 19, 1996 1995 1995 mm-hmm. but in 1995 1996 uh, there was uh, the EPA was suing Kennecott copper mine. And uh, they went into some negotiations and made some some agreements that they didn't shut down Kennecott because of the revenue. So again, that's that's a whole other topic. Well, but what I wanted we to get into that
3: today. Well, though? what
2: a coincidence! Because right up here on the slide, 1996, it's it gave full control of tap water over to the EPA. So yeah. coincidence. Yeah. Um, are, you, are we going to get into that t- yeah, today? Yeah, too? we can if you want to. That's very interesting. I what really happened. would
3: like to get into that because we need to talk about that 500 versus 2,000. Yes, How we're the only yes. state. Yes, that's what
1: state. I want to be talking about. Yeah,
0: here. yeah. So, so they're all the so we, to understand where we're at today, you got to look back to 1974. Here, right? So we have all these laws that are in, 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 that are uh, put upon us for water municipalities to protect human health, but they're not doing it. But here's the biggest problem: is that when you start mixing toxins, each one of these toxins are mm. individually studied, isolated, alone. My brother died from an accidental overdose about nine years ago. Mm. And he took two drugs taken individually. He would have gotten high. He would have not died. But when he mixed the drugs, potentiality and toxicity exponentiates. It's like two plus two is 10,000. The body can't take it. So when you have a mixture of toxins, there's no research, zero research on what happens when you take a legal dose of arsenic and mix it in with a legal dose of lead and a little cyanide and a little, you know, chromium six. And suddenly you've got this whole soup mix of toxicity. Which is brew. It's a brew. Exactly. Right. So when, and then you drink that down and you don't die when, on the first sip, you know, but if a Builds pregnant, up. if a pregnant mother is exposed to some of these toxins, it goes in vitro. It, it goes to the baby and can affect development and when you talk about hormones and you know hormonal development in developing children and birth defects and lower IQ and children, it's the mo- it's the mom's water that they're drinking. So, and again, there's so many many more toxins that are in the water that aren't even being talked about. They're not even being looked at. They're not being tested. There's no research on it, but they're there. We know yeah. they're there.
2: And then you look at the the kids coming up these days with all the gender dysphoria and the gender fluid. I mean, outside of vaccines and things that could have been altering genes or DNA, you look at chromosomes being altered. How much of that do you think is just the water in vitro that the moms could have been having during that time?
0: Yeah, it's kind of a one-two punch. <laughs> this is crazy now, okay? So- with, a, with all the toxins in the water, they affect hormonal development. There are phthalates in the water. So then people become a little bit afraid of tap water, and so what are they, where do they turn? Bottled water. Plastic. Yeah, right here. The plastic bottles, right? Ooh, I, I'm afraid of, you know, Harriman's tap water because of Kennecott or Lehigh because of Geneva Arsene. steel or our or wherever you live, right? Eagle mountain. Oh, and so we open these bottles up and we unsuspectingly start drinking in toxins from the plastics. And so that's one of our initiatives also, not only to warn people of this tsunami that's hitting the beach, but two, and our, one of our slogans is it's time we all grow up and get off the bottle.
2: I'm equally as thirsty as I am terrified to drink this water.
0: So with, with, with the, uh, with the hormones, you, there are, we're drinking in plastics. The water, let's say the water was pure, like Aquafina, by the way, Aquafina is probably the purest water that's bottled. Mm, It is pure water. It's the best tasting to me. Arrowhead is one of the worst you can to. tell honestly it yeah. oh. tastes like trash. Oh, it does, and some people love it. Yeah. I, I don't no. know.
1: You can tell it's garbage. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat>
0: okay. So so when you st- then so people are afraid of the tap water when they're educated, right? And then they start drinking plastics, toxins that are known to cause infertility rates in all the animal studies at insanely low levels. You don't have to have a big dose. So with lead the higher the dose of lead, the more toxic it is. But hormones don't work that way. Hormones are affected not by the dose meets the poison. The higher The higher the dose, the more toxic it is. That's not true with the hormones. And so these, these chemicals that are leaching into the water from the plastics are causing all kinds of hormonal disruption. You know that downstream, uh, from from water treatment sewage facilities where there are high levels of estrogen. So when you, a lot of women are on the pill, right? They take the pill. And so to prevent, you know, it's estrogen. So they go to the bathroom and it goes into the sewers. The sewers go to the treatment plant. The treatment plant gets rid of the water. They don't scrub out all, the, all those drugs. And there are drugs now that are showing up all over America's water supply in the home mm. because we peed them out a year before. It all ends, it doesn't disappear. It doesn't go to Mars, right? These toxins accumulate in the environment. And so now literally tap water, not only do we have the, the soil and old irresponsible polluters that have polluted the soil that it's soaking into the water. Now we're taking millions and millions and millions of doses a year of all sorts of uh, psychotropic drugs, um, hormones. There's um, Prozac is turning up in water supplies in our tap water in our home. Prozac. That's wild. And th- this is a fact. This isn't my opinion. There is real science and documents that that show this and prove this. There's news reels on it. it it's kind of crazy. So yeah. that's you know that's just kind of where we start. So but it's time literally to get off the bottle. Not only is it bad for our kids and 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 look, it's no fault of their own. That a lot of these children, I'm pretty bold about this, and I'm also very sensitive. And I, because we have some dear friends that have, you know, children that are really kind of perplexed on their identities, right? That's a big thing right now. Oh, yeah. But for, you know, 20 years ago, there were. Talking trans. Yeah. But there were fish in in rivers that were downstream from these treatment plants. Mm, Trans fish. Yep, trans fish. You got it. <laughs> Literally, they're they they've gone from male to female, and there are no more male fish in the rivers. They're gone. Fascinating. So, because they're being bathed in these estrogen products
3: and people don't understand it's not just about your drinking water it's what you're bathing in as well right because we're a human sponge yeah right. so or we absorb <coughs> right exactly. Skin washing your face. And then, Skin it's, it's not about drinking too it's what you're cooking in you, you cook everything right e- everything's grown in the f- soils in the water so think or, about that
2: or give it to your chickens and then your chickens lay eggs or your dogs and then your dogs are getting sick yep so tell us about utah with
1: uh Kennicott, because you kind of hit on that a little bit.
0: Yeah, so, um, man, I don't know where to start on this. So when I was, years ago, I went on a behind-the-scenes tour with Kennecott. Um, and uh, they did know that I was a water researcher. And I was with a geologist on a, on a bus on a, in a class at Westminster, or Westminster. So we were behind the scenes, we had to get security badges, we're on this bus, and we're going on a behind the tour. You know, most people don't see this kind of stuff. And, and so we get out and the geologist um, is talking about, oh, look at this, you know, we, we built this dam. And you could see, you know, the mountain kind of came down like this. And we were on a flat plane between the mountain coming like this. And there was a curb all the way from one side of the hill, to the other, and it was flat in between. And so we were he, he were talking about that they were, they had to build these dams. They were forced by the EPA to finally start behaving. And and so as as the geologist is talking, I'm just kind of looking around and I go over and I stand on, I hear this water rushing, right? And I see this um, grate, kind of like a parking lot sewer. You know, if you're at a parking lot and you stand on a grate, you can see the water down. And so I'm up there in the middle of this in the mountains and I'm and I stand on this grate and underneath is this torrent of water. It's like a river of water just going, you know. And I raised my hand and I said, "Excuse me, what is this right here?" And the geologist goes, "Oh, that's a fascinating thing." And he tells me the story about how the the water year-round in the water I'm standing over is 71 degrees year-round. Weird. And I was like, well, how's that? And he goes, all the chemical reactions off the tailings. So with, what they do is they dig it out of the pit. They take it out to, to Magna. They, they, they get the ore. And, and people don't know that $32 billion of gold came out of Kennecott Copper Mine last year. Jeez, 32 billion, just gold. That. That's wild. And they got silver and they got copper. So it's a huge industry, right? That's how they can afford to do it. They've eaten up a whole mountain. And they take it out to the smelter in Magna they, they they extract the ore. And well, where do they put the rock? They take it back up and they dump it out and they spread it out. And so you look up at Kennecott and you see all these stains and the, yeah. oh, it's so pretty, people think, you know. Year round, the water hits that and the chemical reactions, the geologist said, that from all the chemical reactions that are happening, that rock has never been exposed to water and air. And it's been treated, brought back out, the water hits it, year round, all the chemical reactions from from the water. And I said, well, where does that water go? And that's when he explained the dam. They built these dams to catch the water when it would come down and it would build up kind of like groundwater. And then they would pump that water carefully out and they had evaporation ponds and they made hydrochloric acid. The water would evaporate in the concentration of the acids. They would turn in and they would sell it on hydrochloric acid. And we were high enough, and he goes, Look, there they are. And sure enough, we we're up there pretty high. We look over, there they were, these ponds, evaporation ponds. And I said, What happened before um, the dam was built? He goes, Yeah, well, that's kind of a dark, dark era of Kennecott. Uh, all these chemicals used to just go down and percolate right down into the aquifer. And, and he even said himself, and I was eyewitness to this, <clears throat> that there is a plume of toxin or toxic water deep in the groundwater in the deep aquifer, which is important. There's a shallow aquifer that is so contaminated right now in Salt Lake County, they don't use it anymore. They used to drill to the shallow aquifer and pump it up. It's too contaminated. So they go to the deep aquifer, oops, and because, because it was um, higher in the mountains, those, those toxins percolate down underneath the shallow aquifer and that's where we're getting our water. I did a radio show a few years ago and a caller, we were live on K Talk Radio, and a caller called in and said, Hey, we tried to drill a well out there and they wouldn't let us because they were afraid that we would puncture through the shallow aquifer and all those toxins would start spewing down into the deep aquifer. They were mm-hmm. approved by West Jordan. Kennecott Copper Mine came in and said, Mm-mm, You can't do that. And the guy was like, um, I got approval from this city. And here's big corporation, Kennecott saying, yeah, we don't care what they said, you can't do it.
2: So you can't even drill a wall, a well in Salt Lake, even if you wanted to and had permitting and money to, to go through that?
0: In certain areas. In certain areas yeah. of Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. So Kennecott shut it down. So then another caller called in and said that there is perchlorate over in Magna from Hercules. They used to do rocket fuel testing. That, that again, there was thousands of pounds in, of, of this toxicity perchlorate that were diffusing under, into these aquifers and they tried pumping it out and it got worse. They didn't get better. It was, it was too... In Lehigh, in 2016, you can go to lehighcity.org Lehi. and look at their water report and at the very bottom it says thallium and it has a little asterisk. What is thallium? It's a, It's a contaminant from... Uh, steel mills where's the steel mill close to, to Lehigh? Hmm Geneva mm. gone now, but the toxins went down into the groundwater, and thallium started showing up in one of the wells in Lehigh and this toxin is so powerful it isn't it isn't parts per billion. They measure it at parts per trillion. Wow. And it measured out at 2,600 parts per trillion, according to the water report in Lehigh 2016, It exceeded the maximum contaminant level. And you know what they did? What? They just capped the well. Hmm. It's all they can do. Well, that doesn't mean that it's gone. It's gonna continue. That's the tsunami of toxins that that I'm talking about. There is so much to this, and and it's all about the geology in Utah, right? We don't have an ocean. the Great Salt Lake is the bottom of the, of the toilet. That's why it's there.
2: It's toilet water. <laughs> toilet water. Salty. Well, as, as we're talking about this, I'm, I'm, our resident expert water uh, fairy, Chelsea, she said, uh, I know there may be some chemical spills that they dilute with water by releasing water. Uh, this is actually something I guess we found through grammar requests. Have you heard about this? That I guess there's chemical spills and that's something... Uh, that they've been doing from the reservoirs. So they get a lot of water, they dilute it, then they don't tell anyone about it. So I'm sure this has been going on for more than just what they're doing testing for.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the, this book, Toxic Waters, that I'm listening to again, and, and I've read several times, they're talking about, right now, today I was listening to it, they were talking about dilution. And so troubled waters, it's, it's crazy what they, what they do. Uh, to just dilute the, uh, the contaminant does not mean that it's safe. So they can dilute it down to parts per quadrillion, and these toxins now are still affecting human human the human body even at qu- parts per quadrillion, you know. So when we look at parts per million, like recently over in um, Eagle Mountain, they had all this hubbub about the water, the water, the water, right? one third of the kids was reported that they got sick. They were puking and had really, really bad diarrhea all on the same day. One third of the children didn't go to elementary school. Adults were sick. They were puking. Right. But prior to that happening, people were complaining about the smell and the taste of really, really high doses of chlorine. So, so everybody got sick and we have a water station in, in Pleasant Grove where people can come and get free purified water. So we, I posted on, their, on, on the city of Eagle Mountain. I said, hey, if anybody wants, if you're concerned about the water for any reason, come and get it from us for free, right? It's pure water, it's safe. The city ended up taking that post down, but a lot of people showed up. KSL News showed up, interviewed us, and, I, and in, a, in a phone call to the, to the reporter at KSL, I explained to them what I thought happened was, it was a biological. That bio, or TDS, total dissolved solids, arsenic, fluoride, air pollution doesn't cause you to get diarrhea, right? Not at that level. Mm-hmm. But what does are biologicals. And so high levels of chlorine is the smoking gun. Mm. I believe that what happened in Eagle Mountain, was there was a biological in the water. Now, this is my opinion, right? I'm entitled to that. There's my disclaimer. <laughs> but I think that there was a biological in the water, so they hit it with a high dose of chlorine. It's kind of like shocking a pool. When there's poop in the pool, you scoop the poop. Everybody out, they hit it with a dose of chlorine to shock it. Everybody waits, then you can get back in once it's you know been, been neutralized, hopefully with the chlorine. So there's a high dose of chlorine. They switched wells, they admitted that. Everybody gets sick and everybody's talking about the TDS. And I told the reporter this at KSL. There and they totally they just totally brushed it under the carpet. There was no real investigation. <clears throat> and then at the Eagle end Mountain
1: of Eagle Mountain did. Huh? Eagle Mountain brushed it under? Well, Eagle Mountain it, or did and this, KSL. Or KSL. And KSL.
0: They they could have really I think they had a story there and they totally blew it. Yeah, no surprise. I'll probably never be interviewed again on KSL <laughs> now, right? But I can tell you that the, the, the symptoms are the, are the telling tell of what happened. People were sick, puking and diarrhea, and everybody was talking about total dissolved solids. Like, no, it has nothing to do with TDS. Now, TDS, that's another whole other issue, total dissolved solids. So in or 1974, total dissolved solids were regulated right? And so they passed the national level of the number of parts per million of dissolved solids. And they set the national standard at 500. Enter Kennecott, EPA, sues Kennecott, we were exempt, Utah is exempt from that from that safety rating, all the way up to 2000 parts per million. If you go on right now to epa.org and just type in what is the TDS level for Idaho? It's 500 parts per million. How about Colorado? 500. Nevada? 500. Utah? 2,000.
1: Okay, this is to me, this is part of the big story. And,
2: and it is pretty interesting now. The <coughs> WEF, the EPA, and Biden are all talking about a new narrative about toxic chlorine levels. Have you been hearing this? Interesting. Yeah. So we've got about 15 minutes here. And I want to. But, but <coughs> the reason that's important because it needs to be regulated. Interesting.
1: Yep. So tell us why how did Utah get to 2,000 parts per million when everyone else is 500?
0: So <clears throat> I have, now I don't know this firsthand. so I have been, I've been told by people that were in the meetings with Governor Levitt, um that when the EPA when they started doing total dissolved solids, uh, remember the, the, na- the nation's number, the maximum contaminant level was 500 parts per million. <laughs> Not billion, but million. Million is a lot bigger of a particle, right? In 1996 or 1995, uh, the EPA was suing Kennecott Copper Mine, and behind closed doors, when Governor Lovett was was the uh, governor, they exempted Utah to to keep in 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 cadence with the law. They had to exempt Utah because of the pollution that had already happened decades before from Kennecott Copper Mine. When well, I have personally done dissolved solid TDS tests in Magna at 1800 parts per million. And when I did the test, I thought my, my meter was broken. I'm like, this can't be right. And so I got purified water, put it in there, it was zero. It was pure, it was working, it was zero. And then I took a 50-50 mixture, zero, and if it's 1800, and if I mix them in half, what's half of 1800, 900 tested it. It was 900. Mm. My meter was working. So I it blew my mind. Wow. You know, and I always, at the time, this was early in my career. I thought the maximum was 500 later to find out. Cause I started in water in 1983 later to find out that we were exempt. So in now, because of the, 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 the politics, the taxation, Think of the tax revenue that $32 billion worth of gold brings to the state.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd also be interested in how much their uh, their lobbyists are putting into these uh, yeah, these uh, politicians' uh, campaigns. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. That, absolutely. That would, that would
1: be very good information to have because I guarantee that they're getting paid off.
0: So I had callers call in on this previous radio show say, saying that.
1: Do you want to know something interesting, too, about Utah? If, if you're going to run for a federal campaign, the most anyone can donate is $3,000. Or a federal, but if you're running for a Utah governor or a Utah state rep, you can accept unlimited amount of money from any somebody. Does that seem interesting that Utah would have that type of legislation? Wow, I mean that. I mean, when I found that out, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm running for U.S. Congress, and the most I can get is three thousand. But someone who's running for the U- for Utah State House can can take fifty thousand, a million dollars. Again, the Utah has, and this is why. Because yeah. how much money did Kennicott pump into the into the pockets of these politicians so that they would pass legislation or, or make sure that they, the toxins stay in the water and then they
2: keep doing business? Well, yeah. okay. an interesting timeline, too. If you look at everything we've been <clears> reviewing, Envision Utah started 1997, too. That is interesting. Okay, we're at uh, 10 minutes, and I want to make
1: sure we hit the, your your most important parts here. But so Also, can I say something, yeah. too? Yeah. Just
3: the other day. Like we hit levels all the time that are over two thousand. Really? Yeah. So when just you're the testing, other, when we're testing. So just the other day, we were out in Harriman and it was over four thousand. Holy cow! So it happens. How right? are
2: people not walking around like, I don't know, Walking Dead zombies? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we be. are. How many people?
1: <laughs> Alzheimer's, cancer, you know, infertility. I mean, we we
2: are we are we're a mess. Well,
3: that's yeah. what the, they do because. Fluoride is in the water. And if you research anything about fluoride, you know that they're trying to dumb us down with the fluoride. And that's calcification of the pineal glands and everything that goes into thyroid
0: issues with mostly women. So what is this? So in 2017, we're kind of talking about Kenneka copper mine. You know, Forbes magazine, 2017, you can Google this, the most toxic places in America. And uh, this is November 7th, 2017, right? And they wanted to find out where in America is the most toxic place to live based on a certain criteria, and here it is. They took 650 different toxins, okay? Not just one or two, so they weren't picking on any one industry. And these these pollutants were determined to have a significant adverse effect on humans and or the environment. So that was kind of the criteria. And then they did not pick on any one industry. So it included all industries, so, like up in Michigan, the automotive industry, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you apply that, you'd think, mm-hmm. where like, let me ask you, where would you guess would be the most toxic place with that criteria to live?
2: Well, are we judging this by toxic people? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's New York, so we'll forget that one. Oh, you guys are on one today. <laughs> yeah. Toxic, I don't know, uh, California? Somewhere where there's a lot of mines, mining yeah. probably.
0: Mm, maybe, yeah. You know, we... We know the answer to this. So they, hey, with, with that
2: criteria,
0: it? out of all the states, Utah was the third wow. most polluted state in the country. The number, the worst one was Alaska. So you're right, the mining industry. It's the mining industry that causes, that have the most significant adverse effect on humans and or the environment. It's the mining. So that's number so three. So Utah U- Alaska- is the,
1: is the third most toxic place to live in America. Yep. And look wow. at the pound.
0: You can see there- how many how many pounds of toxins that are, were emitted uh, into the environment? So let's look at the counties, Across all the counties in the entire United States. There are over 3,000 counties. Salt Lake County was number two on the list. Yikes! The second most polluted county of all the cities all right, in America. We're not
1: moving to Salt Lake County. Over 19,000
0: <laughs> cities. Number two, Bingham Canyon, right behind Daybreak. Mm-hmm daybreak, right? Beautiful daybreak. Magna, number 6. I think they're doing a 15 minute city out there if I'm not cor- if I'm correct.
1: And number th- daybreak. yeah. daybreak.
0: Yeah, so number 38. So we have three of the top 50 cities right here in Salt Lake County. Amazing. And, and Kennecott
2: and, Mine is one of the top 5 hazardous sites in the nation and that's according to the EPA.
1: Yep. Funny, the media will never talk on this, though. No. Again, why is the media not talking about this stuff?
0: The fifth largest (laughs) producer in the entire country is Kennecott copper mine. And one other thing about Kennecott is that there is nowhere else on the planet that a similar mine, much smaller, is in such close proximity to a large population. Nowhere.
1: People should be up in arms about Kennecott, yet most people love the idea of Kennecott. Marketing. That's it. That's it. The media won't touch PR. it. The media won't touch it. The media, it's, it's off limits to criticize. Yeah. Yep. Politically and with the media, which are all obviously connected. Yep. Fascinating. Now, this is great. Now,
0: I got to say this to their credit, they have really stepped up. I mean, it used to be that Kennecott, they would take all the arsenic laden um, mine tailings, right? From how do you get the rock? How do you get the gold out of the rock? Arsenic and cyanide. They heat the rock. They would take it out of that big that big smokestack out there at Ken or at the in Magna by yeah, the point yeah. out there by the lake, and then they would take that by the truckload and just dump it, and then they would spread it out. That was it. I I was I was in a in a, in a house over in Harriman several years ago, when Harriman was just exploding with growth, right, and they were having to put in a new road, a pretty good sized road out on about fifty seven hundred west. Mm-hmm. And the owner said, you know what? They stopped the, the development of that whole road. And I said, why is that? He goes, because they were finding hot spots of arsenic that was just dumped out and spread out. They had to go in and take out three feet of dirt through this whole road to to excavate out all the, the mine tailings that were spread out there from maybe 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Insane. Wow. And then you okay. think you think okay that's Harriman but how about up by uh, Lakai right up at the mouth of Little Cottonwood Canyon Right beautiful picturesque I mean it's gorgeous up there right My sister and, and my sister and her family lived right near Lakai and in the early 90s they went in and found hot spots of arsenic there Really Think of all the mining that happened yeah. up at Alta yeah, and that Sto- makes okay. sense. they would bring it down they would extract it there were kids that were getting brain tumors. I think they they said there were four kids in one street that got this rare brain tumor and they died. Nasty. So they went in, tested the soil. They went in and ripped out three feet of dirt around every single house in that neighborhood. And and who was the owner? Who who's to blame? There's no one. They're gone. They're dead. Right. I mean, this is back in the early 1900s.
3: And I'm sure- hence the toxic tsunami. Yeah.
2: And then I'm sure that opens the door to eminent do- domain and the government can come in and seize. so that, the, that we touch in with Chelsea's episodes as yeah, well. Yeah, But I have, I have a question just looking at some of this. I mean, up until, you know, what, 10, 20 years ago, Utah County was mostly farms, right? And even I'm sure parts of, of Salt Lake too. And those are animals and plants, you know, that's topsoil. So why have we not seen bigger issues with, in the farming and agriculture industries
0: Mm, there are there are nitrates in the water there's fertilizers there's uh think of it like uh use they have before water sewage treatment plants you had a septic tank there are there are abandoned septic tanks all over the place um back when they were widening i-15 um in salt lake county i know this for a fact on 45th south they were widening widening the roads they were excavating out and all of a sudden, they ripped into this huge uh, single hull uh, gas gas tank, and there used to be an old gas station there. The owners are long gone, and and you're supposed to, you know, empty that when they when they hit it, they ripped it open, oh, and it was full of fermenting gasoline, Ooh. and it had been abandoned. Nobody knew it was even there anymore. I can't even and it begin was
2: imagine what that could be in terms of an environmental disaster yeah and
0: these these are the things that we know about think of all the little hot spots that are all over the place that we don't know about we don't even know know.
1: fascinating (laughs) so throw a home up on that thing yeah exactly no one will know
0: yeah oh and finally i'll say this when we were uh, teresa and i were living in um uh, bluffdale right next to the jordan river they started to build an lds chapel and we it was back in 2008 and the our our whole neighborhood was like a ghost mine or a ghost town right there was nobody there. So they started to build the building and they started excavating and they ripped into 5,000 buried tires right next to the river. And then the, it cost the LDS church a quarter of a million dollars and the land was donated by a farmer, right? And so uh, Perry it was in Perry Farms over there in, in Bluffdale. And so the land was donated, don't know who did it, right? The, the guy did own a tire store. But the, the, they were covered. The whole, all these ab- or these tires were uh, dissolving. There were also machine parts, lead piping, brake pads. All this machine shop stuff was buried right next to the
2: river. Huh. It's a great spot to bury it. I, I have a question from the audience. Where do they put the tailings from the cyanide slurry? Do they just leave it on the ground to filter in the aquifers?
0: Where, where from? Where? When they mine the ore, but what city? Where? Well, so they try to do containment fields. So, like, um, like if you're if you're going out to 2100 South and you go west, um, like you're going to go out to Magna, you're not on I eighty, but you're on 2100 South. There is a four by four mile tailing dump. That's all of a sudden you're, you're you see this big hill. And it goes way up and then it's just flat. And they have sprinklers all the time that are trying to keep the dust from the wind. It takes up all these, all these mine tailings from Kennecott. So they're trying to dampen it. So the dust goes out, it goes airborne. And there's been a lot of talk about if the Great Salt Lake were to evaporate, we're all going to be dead because of the arsenic and all the stuff from the, the dust from the, the empty dry bed. Yeah. Well, that's happening right now anyway. It has been for years. And so they put sprinklers on it, try to keep the water the dust down. So you drive, there's there's one of them. Uh, the temple in, in uh, Her- not Harriman, I guess, it's Harriman, South Jordan, right off of Bangor Highway. They
3: call that the Daybreak, right?
0: It's that o- Ochre Mount, Ochre Shadow, Ochre yeah. Mountain Temple. Yeah. It's higher than anywhere else. Because the slope, you know, naturally yeah. slopes down. Well, all of a sudden, here's this temple up above. The, that is the original tailing dump from Kennecott Copper Mine. It is built on top of a tailing dump. Jeez. Do you know that when you sign, when you buy a house in Daybreak, you have to sign a disclosure, you have a, 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 an agreement that you cannot sue Daybreak, any of the builders, or Kennecott, Rio, Tinsel, or anyone else for any cancer-related issues or health-related issues from the water.
1: Bang! You're, don't move to Daybreak. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You red also alert, you also you also have to sign a disclaimer or a a, 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 a wonder a... why
1: KSL won't talk about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you have to you're not allowed to plant food, trees, uh, garden vegetables in the dirt around your home. Yeah, it's, so, it's you know, but they make it cool. Oh, we got these planter boxes. Oh no, it's it's straight. Fi- Come to the planter box. That's where you <laughs> that, can do that it. is
1: and and ironically, that is where they're ma- building one of these smart cities. Where there that is a smart city. Cities. Yeah, fifteen minute smart city. Uh, anyways, phenomenal. <clears throat> yeah. uh, anything else you want to share? Because then I want I want to have a chance to have you tell people out about the Enveev too.
0: Yeah. So, when in doubt, you want it out. I mean, we got we got so much chemistry going on in the water supply, right? We we just say, look, for all the things that we know that are in there and for all the things that one day we'll know and we'll wish we would have gotten them out. That's the very reason why you should take action right away. Don't wait for Superman to come save you. In fact, Aaron Brockovich just wrote a great book called Superman isn't coming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, From Aaron Brockovich. Check it out. It's a great book. So, but we should not be just sitting around waiting for the EPA to make some kind of legislation that takes years and years a KSL just can for
1: your politicians to come save you. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're in and on their for themselves, many of them. But the
0: EPA aren't politicians. They're, they're, they're appointed
1: bureaucrats.
0: Yeah. so look, it's a small group of individuals that are being heavily lobbied and influenced by big industry. If you like well, Kennecott. A great movie also is Dark Waters. True story. Oh my gosh. Mark Ruffalo, he plays the Hulk. But Dark Waters is a phenomenal movie. True story. It makes Aaron Brockovich look like nothing. All
3: right. That's because it's about the PFOAs, which a lot of people don't even know anything about, which is the next toxic tsunami. The PFOAs are going to be so bad for us. What does that
2: stand for, PFOA?
3: Yeah, I'm going to turn that back over to Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so um i have these and i'll send them over so you can put them up on the screen but on march uh march 14th this appeared on uh ksl right they're talking about hey the epa is now regulating new toxins finally and they actually admit what i've been telling people for decades is that the EPA hasn't done anything since 1996 they admit this this is good Anyway, they're looking at uh, these things called PFOAs. They're the forever chemicals, and or they're called emerging toxins. Mm.
2: That makes it sound sexy. Emerging. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the toxic tsunami. Yes. Right?
1: Not sexy.
2: Not sexy. <laughs> don't want to get in that tsunami wave. But I,
0: I want to read this, just a couple of things from this, and we'll put it up on the screen. The EPA says that the proposal will prevent thousands of deaths This is the EPA saying this, that this new proposal of regulating PFOA and PFOS, quote, the EPA says the proposal would prevent thousands of deaths due to exposure to these chemicals, as well as tens of thousands of serious illnesses. Which means
1: there are thousands of people dying and
0: tens of thousands of illnesses happening because of it now. They are, to me, complicit in in the crime. The EPA has failed to make regulations over, and and these PFOAs, they've known about it for over 40 years. Wow. 40 years. And they're just now starting to get around around regulating this PFOS. And it's everywhere. They say, listen to this. They're looking at monitoring the EPA. They're they're looking at it now. And everybody's all, yay. Well, nothing's happened yet. At four parts per trillion. These toxins are at four parts per trillion. But in 2016, at first, no, no, we're going to do it at 70 parts per trillion. Wow. And they've now lowered it to, oh, wow, these are worse than we thought. So it says it says the water systems would have to determine the water systems. So individual water systems, it says, will have to determine whether the levels of these chemicals pose a potential risk. And the agency said systems may also even need to switch to different water sources. Mm. Where are they going to get that? There are no other water sources. Yeah. And then where you come in. Yeah. And then so finally, it says, um, it says that uh, the forever chemicals have been found in ninety-eight percent of the U.S. population. What percent? Ninety-eight percent. Brand new children born, their blood is tested and these chemicals are in brand new babies' blood from the mother. It's passed from mother wow. to, to, to baby. Wow. And so it decreases these toxins, decrease infertility or they, they uh, decrease fertility, the ability to uh, bear children. So there's so much thyroid disease, high cholesterol, liver damage, hor- hormone suppression, Back to this hormonal right. issue right. that we're seeing today so yeah. much. And that is according to the EPA. The EPA is saying this. Wow. So it's it's you know, blood and kidney liver disease can lead to very serious health effects. So they're set they're looking at this now at four parts per trillion. And then and then so what happened is now the EPA is saying, hey, you shouldn't use this this PFOA. And so they switch, they start using this other chemical called Gen X. So you've got Dow Chemical, one of the largest companies in the world, and all of them are interconnected. You've got Dow Chemical, you've got DuPont, you've got so many of these massive companies, and they are the good old boys club. Yep. Mm-hmm. Skull and crossbones type stuff, for real. Interesting. Okay? Mm. And so what they do is they say, well, all right, we're going to shut down uh, DuPont, and we're going to open another company. And under a different name, we're going to call it instead of C8 or PFOA, we're going to call it Gen X. Mm. Kind of like what they do with some of our bills in the state. Interesting. Well, we we uh, we're running out of
1: time here, but <clears throat> what I want to and, and I, this has been phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. And this is the tip of the iceberg. Well, we're going to have you on again, but um, I, I do want to make sure we have time for for our listeners because this is something. Um, you can't sit through this. I mean, it's, it's like when we go through the educational stuff. You can't sit through the educational stuff and then all of a sudden feel even okay about putting your kids in school when you understand what's really happening I'm,
2: here. I'm afraid to even take a drink of water
1: during <laughs> well, this. Well, don't, don't, but, but, but don't by the do way. it from this, whatever you do. <laughs> but, no but, bottles. But, but there are solutions. So... Take a couple minutes and, and tell people, how can they get a hold of you? What 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 do you guys do? I know you, you've you've actually tested our water before.
2: Yeah. Uh, we use the system. Yeah, we transformed yep. your
0: water. What did you think once we transformed your water? Oh, your we home? love
2: it. We love it. We have people that come and they say, uh, I gave the water to my son and he can actually taste the difference because sometimes you need someone without the analytical mind to tell you just, tell you straight.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, we, we love it. I mean, we're a huge, huge fan of it. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so tell, tell our listeners, how can they get a hold of you? What do, what do you guys specifically do? And, uh, and yeah, so share Yeah, share so,
0: so the, the cool thing about Anaviv is not only do we study what's in the water and how it affects human health, is that we've also independently tested and researched hundreds of different products. So we represent our clients. We don't represent one brand. We are not a water softener company. You want a water softener, we can get you one really cheap but we water softener companies are kind of our arch enemy cuz they don't nothing about they don't even know how to talk talk anything about what we're talking about right so so number one hard water is like the number one thing that people think about cuz it's so visible oh look at the spots on my dishes and i got dry skin and look at the spots on my shower door blah 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 but that's the last thing on the list it's important to do that but but we independently research different types of media one type of media can, can remediate and protect your family from all chemicals. One media, and it's not a water softener. Mm. Whole house filtration. So, but we study these. Uh, we recently bought um, two systems to test in our research center in Pleasant Grove. Cost us $5,000 to buy these systems. We are the guinea pig. So, we bought these systems, and we were all excited about it. Oh, my gosh, if it can do this. oh. My. Didn't work, we and we can't get the money back, so that's us. We we take the hit. So when you come to us to look for any kind of a solution, all of these toxins can be easily removed from water. It's not a hard thing to do; you just have to know how to do it and apply the science. And that's what we do.
3: So and I, people also think that it's going to be like super expensive, and but then they go out and buy bottled water from Costco, and basically you're just replacing that money and having it as your own in-home water filtration. So, right.
2: so there, it's a very big fad right now, alkaline water. You see everything is like alkaline, this level, and nine, whatever. Is this fad legit, or is there something with alkaline water? Teresa, what would you say about that?
3: Well, honestly, we don't believe in alkaline water. We've tested it. That's one of the products that we actually did test is, is that type of product. And unfortunately, you get all of that from your food, so you don't need to have it a pH balance doesn't work in your stomach. Your stomach is acid, right? So it's marketing. So it's so y- purely marketing, just like those Berkey filters that everyone loves. That's a whole other subject for another day, but it, it, it's all genius marketing.
0: But we so, have the we have the independent perspective where we represent you, a client, not a brand. If I was Culligan, I would say, "Oh, you got to buy Culligan because it's the best." Right. And it might not be one of the things so,
1: I love about what what you guys do is you actually offer people free water. So you know if you guys you know if you if you just step one want to start getting good water, you can actually go to their facility, the research facility, <clears throat> bring your glass, whatever water bottles you want. They recommend glass, but even you know just bring your water bottles, and and you can actually fill them up there for free. Uh, if you if if they want to you know. Get to know you guys or, or get a get research, have their own water tested. What, how do they find you? What's your website? What's your address, Teresa? Tell yes. them how so to get a hold of us.
3: So it's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com, or 801-993-0080. We'll get us, uh, just come call us or stop by. We're in Pleasant Grove. Um, and yes, any size container Anytime that we're open, you are welcome to come and fill up for free. And it's, and
0: it's super purified. This isn't like, you know, fridge water filter. This is ultra purified, UV protected. It is the best water on the planet. People come for free. They fill up their RVs. We've had people pull up in the back. We run a food grade hose out and we fill up their RV with pure Wow, no, water. I love That's what free. you're doing. It's
2: needed. It's all free. And for people that are f- really freaked out from this episode and say, oh my God, well, my water's not like that. I need to go get it tested. Do you offer that as well? Yeah.
3: Absolutely. That's what we do. We like to primarily, we don't, we're not about like talking about solutions first. We want to educate you so that you know what solutions you want, because then if you have the knowledge, then you really know what you're investing in. And it's a small investment, comparatively speaking. It's, it's, it's-
0: inexpensive. We have financing. Yes. We have no money down. We have all kinds of options. Awesome. But, but the cool thing is, too, is that who do you trust, right? You can go online and, hey, is the earth flat? Is it round? You know, you can disprove and prove any subject online, right? But what we've done, and I've done this for 39 years, I've done nothing but been in water. That's why I'm Aquaman. But I can tell you that alkaline water is not healthy for your gut, period. And so then you have the people that that don't sell alkaline water, they say that, or people that do, they say, well, distilled water is dead water, purified water is dead. You will demineralize your bones. That's complete BS also. That is not true at all. But the reason that that is out there it's because their system doesn't purify all the toxins out. So, that, right. so anything but their system must be bad, and so it's promoted as such. And there's so much misinformation out there: alkaline water, hydrogen water, um, you know, distilled water, osmosis water. We know the facts. We've we've gone down um, all the rabbit holes. We know what. to Well, do. you you guys
1: are rock stars. Appreciate you guys coming on the show. Appreciate you guys, you know, helping again fund what we're doing and, and our mission to educate the people and and to get people in, informed. Doing. Th- Getting the message out that the media won't get out. And uh, we're going to th- wrap this, this show up by thanking uh, my mom. Sorry, oh, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I want to meet you, my mom. mom. My mom, since we were little, was always against water. You know, she, this is back in the, you know, we were 80s kids. And she's like, don't drink the water, don't drink the water. So, you know, she was always, she was a, into the health food fad when it was weird, So she was always labeled crazy for being the health food and organic, the not Chinese organic like Whole Foods, but real organic. And uh, you know what?
0: Thank you, Mom. Love you. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Your mom and my mom (laughs) would have been good friends. My mom said the same thing. That's awesome. So thank
1: you, guys. Hey, thanks, our listeners. Share this content. If you know uh, people who are curious about the water or don't understand what's in the water, uh, share this video,
2: like it. Especially um, your friends in Eagle Mountain who might uh, still be scratching their heads. Or your what friends happens. in Daybreak. My gosh, <laughs> oh, everywhere. everywhere. Oh. Lehi, share it with your Magna. representatives.
1: Share it with your representatives. Uh, you know, again, the answer isn't contention and the answer is not getting upset. The answer is taking action. The answer is educating yourself and taking action, doing something about it. You've got a great people here who, uh, who can help you as well. So anyways, greatest country in the world. Amen. We, we live in the greatest country in the world and what a great state. Let's take it back. God bless you guys. God bless America.